Welcome back, everybody. You are here with Jack and Ellie on Saturday morning on IPL Radio. How are you all? Well, I mean, I'd love you to tell me. You can always call me on 0413636024. Get in touch. Get on our socials. I'd really love to hear from you. Let me know what you want to hear, what you like, what you don't like. I mean, if you like me and you don't like Jack, you can say that and that's fine and I won't tell him. Do it. Don't, don't, don't make empty, don't make empty threats. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to follow through with these things. You Why can also you email us actually yeah, you on can info at, info at ipl.org.au. I'm surprised that you're spruiking email. That seems like a, an old person's thing to you. Well, I usually do the number and you usually do the email. So yeah, I, I want to keep you on your toes. We just switched it up a bit. <laughs> All right. We are joined right now by Michael. G'day, Michael. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much for asking. That's great. We are super interested in having you here because you are, do you call yourself a youth worker? Um, yeah. I was originally, I, I earned the title of youth worker back many years ago when I was in Scotland. Um, so I've been actively within the youth centres round about the tender age of 12 and started really kind of like stepping up and pre-organising everything by the age of 16 um, and was active in that space until about 22, 23. Wow. And then I've dipped my toes in and out of different various associations since then. Right. So you never had a prior career. You haven't come to this later in life after seeing the uh, enormous surge in youth issues, uh, mental health issues particularly. You've always had this always, trajectory. Always had the trajectory of um, noticing people and the way that they are and the way that they act. I was a very unusual child. Don't you know, worry, people, Yeah, of course, who isn't? Who isn't? Well, and that was and special, exactly, yes. and that's the difference between me is that I embraced it, and I was a unicorn with glitter in my veins, and I couldn't care who was watching. Yeah. However, we have many people within our close associations that do not, unfortunately, just watch. They also vocalise and respect to putting you down and saying, "No, don't do that. You'll be embarrassed," or you know, "Why are you wearing that? People will speak about you." And, you know, it kind of got to a point I could see this translate within the youth that I was growing up with. Because when you're in kindergarten or within primary school, you're only concentrating on how to be the best biker mice for Mars or, you know, like superhero that you can actually be. And just having no filter, just having an imagination and going wild. So I noticed that there was a slight change in that trajectory for most others that I was on the path with. Mm -hmm bar me. So then I thought to myself, what's the difference? I, I don't know what the difference is. And it ended up driving me mad, mad in my head to the point that I could not deal with reality anymore. Reality was just so confusing to me that I thought to myself, what is, what's the point? What is actually going on here? So that led me down a trajectory of escaping from this reality and really kind of embracing another falsified reality. And that led me down a fantastic path that basically will always be a part of me, but it will never let it get in front of me again. Because when I really then analytically looked at that portion of my life and how I traveled there and what was happening and what was getting done and the environment that I was in, I thought, no, 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 no. This isn't the way the story is written. Why does it need to be written this way? 
And I got confidence again of picking up the pen and really writing my life again. And basically, not just within writing my life, which is living it, because many of us go through life existing or feeling like we're existing, mm. right? So I go through it living it. And um, that's what I'm doing. And in turn, what I'm doing as well is solving a problem. We're all here to do something, yeah? And at the end of the day, I'm not here to save the world, but I'm here to sort out the people that are currently feel, feeling alone and reaching out to them to say that it's truly never a burden. And that's my company now. It's never a burden, P-T-Y-L-T-D. So the podcast and everything off to the side of it, which is effing depressing. I'm not allowed to say the swear word right <laughs> now, but I'll give you a hint. Think about my accent and me saying that first word. Ingdepressing.com yeah. is classic. And it's to shock people to basically say it is what it is. However, let's talk about the next part of it and make it a normalised conversation. Yeah. So that's what I yeah. do. It speaks to the openness that you want to encourage around the topic of... You mentioned earlier about uh, the... Well, you called it a pandemic mm. of youth suicide. Yeah. Uh, it is all around the world. People are feeling lonely and it's more common, as are a lot of mental health issues, a lot more common than people like to admit or feel they have the courage to admit to others around them. 100%. And um, just to mitigate that whole feeling right away, right? You are alone. You're alone. I'm alone. You're alone. You're alone. We just happen to be together right now, yeah? But truly, you have came into this world completely alone. Yeah. Right, that, that old saying, yeah, you're the, born, born alone, die alone. You're just, yeah, that's it. So th th if people start to get that in their head, that they truly are alone, however, and this is the beautiful thing, is that they can congregate with others. They can actually get to a point of finding their tribe, finding their vibe, and really having an enjoyable life. But like you said, you come in and you go out, yeah? Yep. Too many of us think that being alone is a bad thing or there's something wrong with you in respect to being alone, but everybody is. So, yeah. No, I mean, all negative emotions are informative. So, right, so being lonely can be helpful. Learning how to be alone with your own company, for a lot of people, that can be confronting. Correct. You don't like to. I'm... I think I'm prone to this myself. I will like to surround myself with people to quell the silence. Mm. Um, and learning how to be comfortable in silence and with other people, just being you is a very important lesson that, well, we're not taught. In fact, we're not taught a lot of things that could be very handy. Do you think that there should be some implementation in school curriculum? how to deal with, how to recognise first. Well, I think the full school curriculum should be flung out the door. Oh, yeah? Yeah, completely. Um, we're completely doing education wrong. We're completely doing agriculture wrong. Mm. And we're completely doing financials, um, kind of like sustainability wrong. Yeah, it's, it's been in place for a long time. We feel like we can't change well, these things. But, but why not? Yeah. So this is, and when I worked, so I ran a transformation office for um, a, 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 an organisation um, when I was in the public sector and health, 
So we overlooked all of the ICT for health, all of the actual recruitment. What is ICT? You know, um, information, communications, and technology. Oh. So all the gadgets and everything that they, you know, the applications, the hardware, the software, the infrastructure, everything, right? So when I was looking at that and I was in that job role, my whole purpose within that job role was to challenge the status quo. So it was getting people's original thought process when they came in and said, we need to do this, but our barriers is like the school system or the education, the way that we're actually taught, where I was going, well, that's just four brick walls. Why does it even, <laughs> why does that need to be the, why do you need to try and fit the solution in that box if it's never been within that box? So then all of a sudden you try to shift people's mindsets and that's where innovation comes through. Because innovation at its heart is disruptive. It's that's very right. disruptive. Paid renegades. Yeah. And that was like, even back in the day, my the amount of people that used to say to me, they'll be like, you know, um, you're an actual, you, you've not got a cause. You know, you've, you've just, you've, you've, you're just, you keep, you're going, you're going every day, but what's your cause? And I was like, I don't know yet. I don't know, but I know that I need to challenge. I know I need to question. I know I need to just not take everything on the actual basis that I'm given it. Mm -hmm. I understand that I need to actually holistically look at all of my life and fill in those gaps. Why am I waiting for anybody else to do it? You know, so many people turn around and go, oh, I'm not fit because they're not fit. And you're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? We expect, or I'm not good at finances, but, you know, the, my wife or my brother or my sister or my mother or my dad does it. No, that's your excuse. You're using that individual as an excuse and they're, they're using you as an excuse and they're enabling you. And it's bringing that conversation to light and it shocks people because they go, oh, oh I'm not doing that or I am that way. And all of a sudden, all I'm trying to accomplish is saying to people, take off the lenses that you currently have on and the way that you're looking at life right now and realize there's a shop named Specsavers and that's how many ways you can go and look at the life huh. that you're actually viewing. Yeah. Go and put on any spectacle you want. You can pick fancy ones and look at it that way. You can have serious ones and look at it that way. But it's up to you what lens you actually put on life. And many people think that they're not got those lenses on and they've only got one way of looking at it, which is completely the, wrong. The one they've been given. Correct. Not, the yeah. Inherited. Well, again, inherited, yes. most of the things that we've actually got going on is a cycle. There's a, there's a pattern that is usually happened. Oh, yeah, like the ones you're talking about, reinforcing each Correct. other's bad habits. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, one of my podcasts within season one um, talks exactly on that um, subject matter, which is breaking the Correct. cycle. Now, I wanted to ask you specifically, that sounded like a really good topic. I, I was fascinated by that mm, concept and how... Early, do you think that we adopt a stereotype, and is it for a sense of comfort and belonging that we maybe maybe take a shortcut to, rather than, as you've mentioned, finding your tribe, which can be work. It's work to be mm. who you are. Oh, hundred percent. Like work, and this is the thing as well. You, you people again can name it work, right? But I name it life. At the end of the day, it's a part of your life. Um, I can my day to day is simply that. It's it's what I'm doing every single day. Yeah, there's no Monday to Sunday. There is no nine to five. There is no I need to take lunch at twelve to half twelve. Though you know the the limitations that people have got put around them. Mm. You know, ultimately, 
hinder them from actually expressing any new actual thoughts or something that, and giving them the availability to, or the creativity to think that they can actually survive without a specific system. But to answer your question, very early on when you're in kind of society from the age of zero to eight, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where you're learning your modular. You're taking it in like a sponge, yeah? Everything that you're looking at, you're looking at your environment, not just the communication, how they're acting, what's actually going on. Yeah, the um, people around you. Yeah, mothers, fathers, uncles, adopts, you know, kind of like those behaviours. A lot of stuff happens in those first eight years, like a lot of stuff. Yeah. External factors and internally what's going on, yeah? So those are the most crucial years in respect to children, in respect to humans, in respect to the people that lie in this earth, yeah? Because at the end of the day, that's where we all we all went through that. Yeah, we have to be very aware on the effect that we have around others. We influence people in ways that we aren't always conscious of all the time. All the time. I uh, have two young nieces and I'm trying to... I'm, trying to be conscious of the effect I have around them, not just watching my P's and Q's, obviously, mm. but I, th- I like to think that my role as an uncle is to be a bit sparkly. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. To be not... <laughs> no, I don't want to demonstrate that their parents are wrong. I just want to show them an alternative so they're not being fed the same messages all the time and it just maybe opens their mind a little bit yes. to allow them to make better choices of course a, a more individualistic choice otherwise we just become our parents Correct. I, I became my mother when i was 16 i'm quite happy for that she's a lovely lady and we have lots of fun um so you've you've um taken a direction where you've intentionally tried to set yourself apart from the people who raised you in a way is that yes. right Yes, 100%. Um, and, th- you know, I think my greatest lesson in life was being able to really understand that every action within life, there is another uh, is duality. There's, there's you know, a negative, there's a positive. Um, my uncle recently died at 54, just got told the other day there, right? To most people, he was an absolute nutter, complete <laughs> You know, like, that's what he was branded as, right? Mm. And, you know, death threats, this, that, the next thing. And that's the way everybody saw my Uncle Michael. Yeah? The way that I saw my Uncle Michael was that he was a very scared man. He was terrified of life. The trust that was broken within him Mm -hmm. when he was a child basically catapulted him into a reality where he felt he could not trust anyone. Yeah, and what you need in that situation, I, I, I think, is someone to tell you that happened through no fault of your own. None. And it doesn't need to shape you. No. Yeah, but you need permission to do that, or at least... But look at look at the most important bit here, right, is that when I mean everybody branded my Uncle Michael like that, I'm even talking about the brothers, the sisters, the mothers, right? They actually went through that and knew exactly what had happened at that actual stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, rather than being able to stand there in the times that I had with the conversations with my uncle Michael, I got through to him. You could see that he was a scared little boy, and like you know, but I was the first person to actually probably transport him back to that. 
because most people don't want to go and get help because why would my uncle Michael think that he's the one that needed the help That's when point. everything that happened to him happened to him? Right, um, but that's it. The way that things that happen in our lives affect us, they only affect us. So going out looking for revenge on someone that may have perpetrated a crime against you is not necessarily healing, but confronting what effect it's had on you can be, right? Correct. And imagine how powerful that statement is. And, if, and I'm even just challenging the actual um, language of going and getting help, yeah? Because that was a barrier and is a barrier for many people. Right, it implies weakness. It implies, you know, like, exactly. It implies, yeah. like, I remember the times when, you know, and, I mean, like, I've lived my life very extravagantly, yeah? I, I, I went to my, when we first landed here, if you've not already noticed, my accent is not from here. Yeah, you <laughs> never lose that. It's amazing. It's, uh, this has been perthonized. Thank you very much. I've been practicing my whole life, um, so <laughs> this is um, on point right now. But... When we landed here, my wife said to me, where do you want to live? And I said, I haven't got a clue. I've never been here before in my life. I says, oh, let's try different places. We landed in Rolleystone. And oh, beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. Like it was on the edge of a, a national forest. And then yeah. that was it. We just woke up. It was like you lived in a tree house. So for that portion of my life, to, again, to some, people were looking at me and branding me as going, Michael's went a bit crazy. <laughs> God, he's did, have you seen the length of his beard? Oh, has he took you up to that room where he writes, writes on the whiteboard all the quotes yet? No? Oh, right, okay. Watch out for that. He'll get you to quote something. So I went in this proper philosophy kind of like journey to find like, you know, the answer um, realistically. And, um, but again... I think what shapes us is the way that we want to live our life but don't actually follow through on it as well. Yeah, is that fear. Yeah, is yeah. The, again, the fear kind of element. So when you link again, and this is the where I like to dive down, So because if you link then again that weakness for fear mm -hmm. and needing help, but you don't trust anybody, you know, these are all underlying things. And that connected. And connected, yeah. so then you have to then, for me, figure out, well, if that's a big bit of tumbleweed and all these different things are tied together, how do you untie it together? How do you build back the trust? Is how this do where you? you uh, is this what you address in your episode called "Breaking the Cycle"? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's, it's to get people to think about it on that level, right? Because all of a sudden, I noticed you've put on a different lens in respect to that. Going, oh, actually, yeah, he he did need help. You, you know, why he actually? Why wouldn't anybody else see that? But they forget because of the alt, all, all the other events that have happened in between that, and he's been branded in your story. So breaking the cycle, he's got three kids um, that are male and one child that's female. Yeah, mm -hmm. and if you could just imagine not even trusting your own daughters or sons or your dad's not trusting you. Mm. Yeah, mother died of a um, over drug overdose when you were very young. And it was to what other people looked at, not really a great life. But those kids had a fantastic life because they would listen to their uncle and to just explore and open up their thought process in respect to how they actually shape their lives as well. So what we've done there is we've broken a cycle. And I think a part of that is learning the difficult art of acceptance, right? 
you, now something tragic like that happening in your life, you, you lose your mother and in such circumstances, tragic. Mm. But if you can take that, twist it a little on its head and be informed by it. People who go through tragedy, let's call it that, um, they can often come out the other side more empathetic, right? Yeah. So I think what I've done is that I've got two children, beautiful children, um, Aria Sunshine, who's my daughter. That's um, such a sweet name. Isn't it? And the reason I called her that is because her dad's, um, my father-in-law's, um, my wife, is the sunshine. So you always used to sing to her, you are my sunshine. So I was like, well, she's the little array of sunshine off of you, a little solar flare. So she, like, you know, and then my son, Atlas, Leon, so that he grows up to realise that he doesn't need to wait, um, bear the weight of the world on his shoulders. Okay, not an Ayn Rand reference. No. No, okay. No, but 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 what I'm trying to showcase here is like, look at how you can mould the young in respect to it. So what I try to do with life is say, real, uh, the biggest secret, do you want to know the biggest secret in life? I do, I do too. Yes, yes, yep. please. Do you want to hear it? Are you ready? The biggest secret in life is that no one, and I mean no one, got a clue what's going on no yeah one. yeah it's everybody's best efforts with the information that they've got to why what they're doing and they've been brought into it they've landed on it you just went Ugh, right yeah I'm and here. then learning to forgive your parents for the mistakes that they've made because they didn't know what was going haven't on clue. haven't got know. a clue no. and then that's and then what's really interesting is you then look back at your grandparents I did anyway. Yeah. And then I went, oh, and then I looked back to my other ones and I looked back to my other ones. And then I dated them all back to 404 AD, right? My whole family. And you're going, (laughs) like, that's a rough gig. You know, like when you look back and then how can you blame anybody for anything that they actually went through? Or, or, or just tried the best as they, they could where, where they actually landed in life. Yeah, people are unpredictable as much as in a group they can be very predictable. Yeah. But life throws things throws at you. Throws things at you, right? Yeah. And, you, and if you're taking a moment in time and holding on to that with a reaction that is sparking an emotion of negativity... And you harbour that to your mother, you're losing a lot of time. You're losing a lot of love. You're losing a lot of respect because if you're not able to control, because what you're doing is manipulating emotions right now and you're seeing it from one lens and not being able to take in duality. Like, you know, many kids look at their parents and think they did that, but why they did it was wrong. But I guarantee their parents only tried to do it coming from a place of love. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and no, keeping that in mind is—it's it, dialectical, isn't it? It's, it's knowing that they were trying to do their best, even though they may have faulted, effed up. Yeah, completely effed up. Yeah. Some of them, you know, I mean, and still completely effing up. Right, because uh, I suppose it's acknowledging that we are all, in some ways, weak uh, humans. They well, you land uh, on this planet, and we need help straight away. Yeah. What other animal, like, you know, every other animal's like, oh, you go get on with Yeah, they've got we, instincts. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're, we're like that. Fight yeah. Against yeah. Out. yeah, yeah, right, my bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need milk or maybe water. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, seeking help then. Yeah. 
uh, or sorry, not help. How do you count it again? So it's not even seeking help, right? And I'm the people that I'm trying to reach out to. Connection, yeah. maybe. It's, well, yeah, it, but it's it's just again, it's it's like I'm trying to just connect to you to say, look how much conversation can be had. Yep. About it, and just have that kind of like. Um, step back and you know if you can deal with yourself you can get yourself sorted you help everybody else by just showing them how it's done big game of life that's it that's it. and i've just figured out how to actually just um completely live it rather than not live it and it had to the heart there was hard truths within it as you said hard truths you had to swallow i've looked at myself in the mirror many of a time right in the whites of my eyes and cried and told myself off and being there and saying, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you actually doing? Yeah, and I've got a big tattoo on the back end of my leg that says leaving everything behind. Because I had to also huh. swallow the pill as well that it's always going to be a part of me. Yep. I'd done, I done, th- done some things that were epic, wild. Back in my day, I was basically a total legend. <laughs> <laughs> then I became a myth. Right? Love so therefore... Up. At the end of the day, when I realised about the whole kind of like um, that lifestyle, it was great. But then also done quite a lot of other things that most people would say that I was a... Uh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. So therefore, at the end of the day, to not... And that was pr- primarily the environment that I was in, things that I was able to control. Yeah. So when I swallowed the pill, oh, woe is me, I'm to blame. This is therefore... I mean, mother and blah 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 no 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 no. you're here because of that and at the end of the day if you don't want that then change it and get yourself sorted yeah stop messing about now and that's what i done i stepped back into it slapped on the back end of my leg and i never let it get in front of me because i'll just be going round and round in circles and i'm just going right where am i right now what's the environment that i'm in where do i want to go what do i want to actually have in my life and that's just a, a, a purpose a passion something that just drives me um, and that's what I'm doing. And everybody else can do it as well. Just choose what you want to actually do and just go for it. Yeah. So that's the message. So it's, a, it's not even a case of go and get help. It's just sort yourself out, mate. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> or sort yourself out and actually have a plan and realise that once you've got that plan, there's plenty of people then able to kind of like, you know, applaud you. Not even help you, just applaud you is even nice. Just somebody else going, well done. That's massive. You've knocked that out of the park. Yeah, gold star, have an elephant stamp. Yeah, great. And that's what I try to actually tell people because, again, when I'm looking at what's actually available and already out there in an analytical way, it's obviously not working because it's already out there and they're doing everything that they're actually doing right now, but we're sitting at the targets and the figures that we're actually sitting at and it's going up. Yeah. What's going up? The figures of mental health and um, suicide and everything else in that yes. genre, you know, everything. In fact, before COVID, the who, 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 the who, the who, the who, yes, estimated by 2030 that fi- uh, mental health was going to be our biggest financial burden yeah. on the health system. And that was pre-COVID. And we all know how that's uh, it's spiked. driven it. Well, yeah. it spiked the actual charts. In fact, to be honest with you, one week, and it was one week or two, either, I think it was one, um, in Glasgow, in Scotland, suicide was the number one cause of death. Really? Wow. The number, like, I think COVID was like, meh, 
way down in the list. Suicide was the number one cause of death for one week back in Scotland. That's, That's horrible. Horrible. Because people die every day. That's the other thing that we need to get over, right? Three million people usually go every single year. Yeah? Mm -hmm. They come, they go. That's life. Unfortunately for some, they're taken earlier. For others, they're taken much later. Mm -hmm. but, they, uh, but we've got an average age, and the average age is X. You know, it's like, I think over here it's in the 80s. You know, we're getting it older and older, yeah, which is another good. problem itself. So if you want to solve that problem, MD, you know, we've got plenty of problems to actually solve within the world. Um, so I think that when we harbour onto depression so much, it kind of like almost gives it a life for me. It almost gives it something that you can actually just safely stay within and you don't need to get up and you don't need to, or, you, or, or it's going to be dragged on for like six weeks or sure. 12 years or yeah. this or that. Uh, the, comf the comfort of something familiar, even if it's negative, yeah. can... It's addictive. Yeah. It's, com it's an actual addiction. People are pain. Totally pain. Yeah. Complete pain. You need a burning platform for any true change. And in fact, we nicely dovetailed back into one of my quotes that I had published whilst up at Rolling Stone. And it was, um, change can only be accomplished if one actually changes. Yep. Like, you, and you can't do things differently. Because mm -hmm. many people think they'll do something differently. Yep. And they'll change. And then they go, that's rubbish. That thing didn't work. And they drop the thing. Yeah. But you're going, well, you just did something differently. You didn't actually change. Yeah. So if you've got a panic, like a, an idea, an epiphany, or, you know, uh, something at that grand scale. When's the last time you had an epiphany? Let me oh. ask you. Go. Whoa. I had one in our show. Did you? Yes. What was it? It was that if you get to play an old song, I get to play a new song. Does that count? <laughs> what was it again? What was it? If I... He gets to play one old right. song yeah. in yep. our show yeah. that way behind yeah. both of us. Yeah. So I get to play a brand new spanking song yeah. that is in front of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a spiritual cool. child as a seven <laughs> So that is an epiphany to you. And now what happens is you put it into a process and basically it becomes a part of your daily habit. Yep. So congratulations on voicing your epiphany, then you come to a mutual agreement with people yep. and it just gets added into life. Exactly. I'm yep. very much big in process, so off to the sides. You're like, very analytical. Very analytical. This, uh, very pragmatic approach Have to, to, to making things happen. And yet you also use language like holistic. Yeah. Um, you it's know, not, it, it's, it's very large and abstract, and yet at the same time, you've got this plan yes. for how it's possible. Whereas yes. I suppose a lot of people get overwhelmed by the idea. A lot of people of get change. overwhelmed by me. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Okay. A lot of people <laughs> get you. by me. Yes, get okay. overwhelmed because I'm like this twenty four seven. Yeah, this is not me just coming in and speaking to you like um, on a show. I'd be doing the exact same thing if I had an opportunity with someone at a bus stop. I was about to say bus stop, yeah. right? So I would have the exact same conversations with anybody that I'm in contact with. So, um, yeah, it's it's it can be overwhelming when you don't have a plan, right? So I found that out as well because you know people can live in you know clouds and fairy dust, and people go, "Oh, you're very optimistic." about what you can do or how you can help. I'm going, well, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, why wouldn't I have a benefit of a realisation that didn't make sense? And I understand that there's issues and there's risks. I've, so- I've went through them. I've looked at them. I've looked at their likelihoods. I've put in mitigations for some and deregistered them down. And to get anybody on board to get something that you want to actually get to and accomplish, you have to have an ability to be able to show tangibly that you're getting there. So as I mentioned earlier with the satellites, that's my benefit realisation plan. I'll just hook it up to getting that data. And if we're doing the right things collectively at that mindset, then we'll notice a shift in the change. It worked negatively, so why wouldn't it work positively? So let's actually research and development that as well. So then you've got R&D in it. Then you turn around and you're innovating. So there has to be a program of delivery in respect to being able to change something. And that execution, yeah, is easy. Anybody can execute because it's just the same things that you're actually looking at. You're going, how much this going to cost? And it's like, oh, a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. And you're like, how much time is this going to take? And they're like, oh, so much precious time. So all the time, all the time. And you just calculate up, am I willing to actually sacrifice all my time, all my money, for the benefit, for the realisation that I believe that I've got sorted out to a problem that I've turned into an opportunity? Hell yeah. Hell yes. So that then gives confidence to the others, not just within the be because what I'm showing right now is I've got the ability to dream and I've got the ability to actually construct something that basically sounds like a good idea. But then I've actually then, so that's solo me, mm-hmm. solo, all alone, thinking about that. Then the help is the people that are going to actually come in and help me with the money and help me with the time and help me with everything that I'm actually wanting to do. And I understand that the help is needed because the podcast has been such a success with season one. I've never had a day that nobody's been listening. We've had we've had a constant stream of um, listeners um, throughout it, and Breaking the Cycle actually was our most popular. So season two, what I noticed from that was I was able to speak to authors that basically had published and went out their way of these experiences. So then all these publishers started sending me their books. And then everybody that works for me, they get to read all the books because I'm saying this is knowledge, take it all in. And all these people that are working for me are coming on board with me, basically understand the pain because they've either been there themselves or they have people that they're actually currently going through that pain. And as I say, is my direct kind of person that I love to work with is the person that is there to actually help the reason it goes on so long is that individuals that are maybe close to a person that's going through something don't know what to do and don't know what to say. Right. They almost treat it like homelessness. They just blank it off and just kind of go over there. So I'm kind of looking at that individual saying, right, I'm going to teach you what to say. And I'm going to teach you how to look into yourself. And I'm going to teach you how to actually just take stock of your emotions, understand what that meant, looking at, at, at every situation in duality. What was the takeaway? What was the lesson learned? What was the feeling? Why did it make and process it properly? I'm not only building that person up internally, but I'm also giving them the soft skills and also some hard skills as well to actually be able to reach out and talk to anybody the same way that I can talk to anybody. And the amount of people that I've spoken to 
and it's changed their lives. I, I, I can't I can't count up, I can't count anymore. I just know that it does. So therefore, this is why I constantly do it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep, that's awesome. Now, the one last thing that I had to I wanted to tell you or talk to you about is your show is effing depressing. Dot com. Dot com. Why isn't it effing depressed? Is there a reason there's no ED? Yeah, because as I said before, I don't want to be concentrating in the actual d- depressed. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I know what it's like. I don't want to concentrate and I don't want to even be there. Who wants to be there? The reason that it's the ing is because I'm kind of looking and getting people to step back and looking at the environments that they're in yeah. and how that is not, you're not in it, so you're not depressed, but it is depressing. So therefore, you might not actively be in the numerous wars that are going round the world right now and causing absolute havoc on everybody. There's not just, just not happening. just, yeah, always something happening. Yeah. Not just the people from there, but also the people from there and the people from there and the people from there and the people from there. But look at that. Because already this might have sparked an emotion in people because they go, oh, I'm only interested in these people over here. <laughs> and you're like, oh, why though? Why are you only interested in those people over there? So it doesn't, you know, that this happens in society. So what I'm trying to actually get to say to people is that you might not be directly involved in the war at this end of the earth, mm-hmm. but you're kind of involved in the war on this end of the earth and you're ultimately looking at the other parties that are a part of that and seeing your own children or your own self within it so you've got a little bit of a connection but not really yeah well, a, a basic human connection at basic human yeah. but this is the yeah great pickup right a basic human connection people just need to learn to fling that much broader around earth mm. yeah so it's not just a case of going oh you're over here and you're with me and i'm you know, you're like me and I like that. Because again, we're room. in the same room and, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're playing the same game. So again, younger, I kind of almost thought, oh, you're, you're better than me, you're not weak. Where if you look at someone else in the world, I'm just saying, put it over it because it's all depressing. So when you make that conclusion in life, if you really focus on everything that's actually going on, <laughs> I wouldn't even want to go to bed. Yeah. Because I'd be depressed. Yeah, I, I mean, Jack, as a, as a youth... You know, you could probably list 10 things that you're anxious about right now. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go into it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but why not? Why not? Oh. Yeah, why wouldn't you go? Uh, tell us. What are you anxious about right now? School. Yeah. Apprenticeships. Yeah. Yeah. Finish, yeah. yeah. Big, that's big decisions. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, 15. Yeah. Massive decisions. Yeah. Right. There's the environment. There's uh, cost of living. There's yeah. all, all. Work. Yeah. Yeah, mm. right. My father told me back in the day when he says, um, when it was all that age group and you had to pick what you wanted to do in life. Yeah. And they were like, it's like, what do you want to be? And I'm like, oh, no. Because like, <laughs> no, you were totally, it was anxious. It was a very anxious time. They're like, no, but you have to pick now. And you're like, oh, no. Such yeah. a mistake, isn't it? Such a mistake. And my father turned around to me and says, they're asking you the wrong question. I went, what, what do you mean? He says, no, I'll sack that off. It's like, what do you want to be known for? Just step back from that. It's like so. All of a sudden, I just went, played it off. It was like I couldn't care less. I'd done everything. I, w- I was like, I went, I done music. I done at computer. None of my um, things that I picked matched up. <laughs> they, yeah. they went. They went, uh, Michael. None of these are matching to a job that's technically you know available to you right yeah. now. And I was like, well, I don't care. I don't actually care. I want to do that. 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 And I want to do that. And 
to give a child that empowerment to basically turn around and say, don't need to worry about it, pal. You really don't need to worry about it, right? It is like jobs, I think like 40-odd percent of the jobs that exist now didn't even exist when I was young. Yeah. And half the jobs that existed when I was young are no longer here. So it's like, what you freak, it's like, don't pigeonhole. And even like that, it's like that anxiousness. Um, we try to kind of like eliminate that again by turning around and going, oh, the amount of people that at your age, a bit older, probably 19, 20, that I tell the biggest secret to that nobody's got a clue what's going on. The amount of people that turn around and go, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> I thought it was only me. <laughs> oh, thank God. And I'm like, no, your mum and dad's like walking about the house internally actually saying to themselves, <laughs> in yeah. the head and looking at you and you're like what's up and you're like none nothing <laughs> nothing how are you fine. fine i'm good i'm good yeah. and that's the conversation it's that bit that yeah. you want it so you know and calling somebody out on their anxiousness isn't a great thing but it's not a bad thing either that's the difference uh, and it's again i'm wanting to give everybody there's polar opposites in the way people think so some listeners would go <gasps> that's shocking another listeners go <gasps> absolutely exciting so I'm, i love that but remember the it's intent right it's not don't get hung up on what side you're on it's again back to what my father was saying is like what do you want to be known for yeah and if you live by those values those morals and those beliefs and you make those tangible things life's unstoppable my friend yeah that's perfect you're welcome well, thank you so much for coming into our show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm very happy to speak to either of you um, anytime. And yeah, loved it. Thank you. Perfect. That's perfect. Us too. Uh, so we are wrapping up right now. We have got uh, things to do, places to be, people to, uh, I guess, um, open up to. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I feel a, I feel a little bit inspired and a, a bit energised. Uh, you're like a human latte, aren't you? A human latte. <laughs> I love it. A human espresso martini. Oh, as long as there's some honey in there. <laughs> oh, good tip. Oh, I need yeah. to do that. Yeah, the ones I had last night were a bit average. Um, so I won't say who did them. Uh, yes, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. We hope to hear a bit more from you. Go and check out the podcast. It's called, you know, effing, but the real word, depressing, yep. org. There we go. Good, and, Ali, get it right. <laughs> and everyone else around the country, be good yourselves, be kind, and um, maybe go and ask some questions yeah. about what you're being fed and the, uh, yeah, the truths that you may need to observe. Uh, we're going to go out now, it's, because I haven't done my... Uh, you haven't done your old song yet, have you? Well, I haven't done my old song, and I haven't done my cover for the day, my cover version. Yeah. So I've got, I'm going to put that on now. Oh. And um, and say good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you. You've been listening to Jack and Ellie on Saturday morning on IPL Radio. Uh, have a good day. Awesome. See you guys.